a listener production. I feel rusty and dusty and nervous. I can only imagine how you're feeling. I'm extremely nervous. You're going to nail it, sweetie. Ah! And I haven't had a great track record with my butt lately. I feel like I'm going to shit myself. (laughs) (laughs) She's back, everybody. I'm back. (laughs) Five seconds in and we've already heard an update on her date. (laughs) Uh, All right. This is an award-winning podcast. Mm -hmm. Thank you very much. Take it away, my dulcet toned Adonis. There she is. Hello, Jisners. <laughs> welcome back to all of you and welcome back, Rosanna Waterland, to Just the Gist, your favourite weekly-ish podcast in which Rosie Waterland and I, Jacob Stanley, give you just the gist of what you need to know about a story we think you'll find interesting enough to discuss at a dinner party. We've got a doozy this week for several reasons, first and foremost... The grand return. The grand return. Of our dearly beloved Rosie Waterland and her butthole, her mini story (laughs) (laughs) butthole, which has had quite the adventure over the last few months. And look, we did a little episode in December about where Rosie's been. So if you want to know where I've been, go and listen to that. But I've been away for a while. And if you've only started listening in the last five or so months, uh, hi, I'm Rosie, creator (laughs) and co-host of the podcast. (laughs) Not that you would know. And Jacob and Lindsay have done a brilliant, brilliant job um, of holding the fort with a lot of very generous guests um, who came in to tell some wild and wonderful stories. And um, now I'm back and we're back to regular programming. Yeehaw. Yeehaw. So thrilled. And we're making some changes this year. Yeah. So we've got a little, uh, a couple of bits of, (gasps) no, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it because. Oh, you tease. Big news. Breaking news is now going to be its own show. Ooh. Yeah. So we've got, wait, what are the deets? I can't, what, what's happening, Lindsay? This, the episode proper, the story, the Justice Just story mm-hmm. will come out on Tuesdays mm-hmm. and breaking news, breaking news, there you go, there's a little taste, <laughs> will now come out every Thursday. Uh-huh. So we just, um, you know, wanted to have some more time to chat about weird and wild nonsense. And so we thought we'd give the story its own special little place mm. and um, and then spend Thursdays just giving you weird breaking news stuff about stuff. Things you didn't ask for. Yeah, I've been off air for five months and so I said I need to do twice a week. <laughs> My narcissism has not been fed in too long. <laughs> Let's give them double, double. But, yeah, just make sure you're subscribed to the feed. They'll both be in the exact same feed and yeah. you won't miss an episode. Yeah, you'll just they'll just be there and they'll be more than usual. Yay. Um, yeah, so exciting. Um, so we'll just get straight to the story then. We are jumping into a very big topic, which <sighs> some people are prepared for this and they've you been waiting for it. You pressured me into doing this, by the way, mm-hmm. because, like, when I came and did that, we did those couple episodes at the end of last year, and you were like, you need to do Elon Musk as your first story back. And I was like, oh, okay, yeah, sure, I guess I'll do it, thinking, like, I'm probably not going to do that. And then the other day we were in a production meeting and you were like, everyone's saying to me, when's Rosie doing Elon? You have to do Elon. Rosie, you promised it. You have to mm-hmm. do it. And I was like, <laughs> So I'm doing it. Thank you for your service. My gift to you all I know for being was... away so long. Yes, we appreciate it. Just the gist of Elon Musk. It's all worth it now. <laughs> that lengthy break, worth it for us. Because, yeah, I know there are so many people who, like me, just have no idea who this guy is, yeah. where he came from. It was only like two years ago that you started explaining to me the very basics of mm. why he is the worst. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I'm so curious and I'm I'm absolutely fizzing yeah. to hear about this. This is actually... You are the perfect person to be walking us through this. It was a fun one to write, to be honest. And it's weird researching it because it's like you either get like the total sycophantic, fanboy gushing stuff or just a whole lot of YouTube videos that say why Elon Musk sucks. Mm -hmm. Like there's doesn't do any in between with this guy. Uh Um, But yeah, like you said, I think people have a general sense of who Elon Musk is. Like they know he invented electric cars or something. Mm. If you ask people, they'd say, oh, like he's been called the real-life Tony Stark, like people have oh, said, Iron like Man. Iron Man. Mm. Or um, most people know 
in the news recently that he's bought Twitter and seems to be annoying mm. everyone. Like people sort of know bits and pieces. Like he's the richest man in the world yep. now. Um, but I don't think people really seem to have a sense of like, yeah, his actual story. Mm. Um, and I really do think I've always just found him unsuffer- insufferable, and I've, that's why I've brought him up quite a few times over the last couple of years. Mm. But in doing this research, I really do think that he's mainly just a massive dork mm. who's desperate to be one of the cool kids. Okay, that is yeah. basically his like id or mm-hmm, whatever mm-hmm. his inner thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I can so, see that. Yeah. With what little no- I know about him <laughs> yeah. when I watched The Glass Onion, fantastic movie yeah, over the summer it, break. But the character's based on him in it, right? The Edward yeah. Norton character straight mm-hmm. away I recognise. Were you the same, Lindsay? I haven't seen The Glass Onion. Oh, you need what, you Lindsay too. Lindsay only watches <gasps> YouTube. Yeah, of course. I keep offering her my logins, but she declines. And, you know, I've been in a serious mental health crisis and anal surgery <laughs> abyss. So oh, so please. you haven't been watching anything at all? No, I haven't. <laughs> Please. <laughs> How do you think I sleep at night, literally, <laughs> with something playing on the television? Um, um, but, yeah, it's easy to recognise that mm. they're making fun of Elon Musk specifically. Yeah. He's become the trope of the the bumbling um, billionaire who just wants people to like him. Yes. Desperately. A lot like um, Kendall Roy as well from... Succession. Succession. Yes. Like, it's... Yeah, well, well, I'll just give you just the gist. Let's go. Like, we can get into it. <gasps> Fizzing like cheap Prosecco. <laughs> whip, whip. Okay. <clears throat> so he was born in South Africa. Mm-hmm. South Africa. South Africa. South, South Af- Africa. Mm-hmm. Um, in 1971, which makes him 51 today. Mm-hmm. His mother uh, was Canadian. Her name is May Musk. She was a pretty famous model. She's been on, like, the cover of Vogue and Time. She was um, uh, in Miss South Africa, but she didn't win. Mm -hmm. She married um, Elon's father, Errol Musk, who owned a massive stake in an extremely successful emerald mine. Uh So what a surprise that someone who is obsessed with telling people to pull themselves up by their bootstraps came from extravagant wealth. <laughs> nepo baby. <laughs> he's a nepo oh, baby. Oh, off to a strong start Well, here. he's a financial nepo yeah. baby. Oh, uh-huh, yeah, right. Although he denies that. It's interesting. He's done a lot to try and uh, control his own narrative and there's questions about whether or not he fibs. Well, God, yeah. Kylie Jenner claims to be self-made. Yeah, I know. Please. Yeah. Um, so... Here's where things get a little tricky because he is very savvy about doing this, about Mm. creating a myth about himself because I think he cottoned on early to the fact that the cult of the CEO is something that is quite marketable. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it's often hard to know what's true and what isn't when it comes to his background. Mm -hmm. But given Errol owned this mine during apartheid South Africa, there are rumours that the mine was only successful off the backs of unpaid, unpaid black people. Slave labour. Yes. <gasps> uh, Elon says this isn't true, but he also says a lot of things aren't true. Mm. And, you know, if you own an emerald mine during apartheid, uh, you know, uh-huh. allegedly, <laughs> allegedly. So while there was a lot of wealth and privilege for Elon and his brother and sister growing up, there was also abuse. His father, Errol, was e- allegedly extremely um, emotionally and sometimes physically abusive towards mm-hmm. Elon. His parents got divorced when he was about nine and he chose to live with his dad, which he later said he regretted because it was awful mm-hmm. growing up with his dad. Um, he's been described as a very awkward, very introverted child who struggled to make friends and mm-hmm. was also bullied mercilessly by mm-hmm. classmates Um at one point suffering what he says was a beating so bad that he nearly died. Mm. Um, His mother has said that it was clear he was a genius from when he was, like, 18 months old. Mm -hmm. It was just clear. But, like, that's his Mm mum. Like, the twins literally recite the alphabet to me and only miss five letters. And I'm like, Mensa, (laughs) call Mensa. (laughs) So, like, every kid is a perfect genius to their family. Yeah, yeah. So... He goes to all the fanciest private schools and eventually ends up at the University of Pennsylvania in the US, which he kind of leapfrogged to using, like, his mum's Canadian citizenship. It's how he kind of easily got to the US. Mm -hmm. Um, And, like, considering people kill for green cards to study in the USA, like, 
it's just another example of like how his He's had boosts up the ladder that he denies yeah, he's had. a massive head start, yeah. Yeah. Um, and speaking of boosts up the ladder, the University of Pennsylvania, UPenn, is part of the Ivy League, the mm-hmm. eight most fancy expensive universities in America, like Harvard and Stanford and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and while there, Elon completes two degrees, a Bachelor of Arts majoring in physics and mm-hmm. a Bachelor of Science majoring in economics, mm-hmm. which takes him about six years to do. So that is a lot of money. Yeah. At like hundreds of thousands of dollars to be at one of these live-in elite colleges for mm-hmm. six years. Um, and here's where it's hard to know the truth because Elon's dad insisted that he paid Elon's whole way, his tuition, everything. Elon says he got nothing and paid it all himself. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, Elon and his dad are estranged, so it's like, well, take that with a grain of salt. But also... When you ask Elon how he paid, he says he threw house parties and charged people entry on the weekends. Uh-huh. <laughs> and that covered six years of Ivy League tuition and living expenses. Like, yeah, okay. In your cool kid dreams, you did. Yeah. <laughs> That's such a sloppy fact. <laughs> well, and even if it is true, how much money could you possibly That's make That's what I doing mean. That? Like... like in terms of fantastical thinking, I don't, mm. no, that would never work. It's just what you, we, yeah. It just seems very important to him, like it often does to Nepo kids and wealthy kids to insist that they made it themselves. Mm. And it's like, just admit you started the race a few hundred metres before everyone else. Mm. Like, it's fine. It doesn't mean there's not difficult track ahead of you in that race, but mm. it does mean you got to, you got a bit of a head start. You mm. just did. And everyone does in some way, but you mm, you just did. They won't admit it. A lot of narcissists have that desire to, like, brand themselves as the victim, the underdog, but also the hero. Yeah. So there's so much adversity that they've had to overcome. So he's sort of inventing these hardships or mm-hmm. exaggerating these hardships to try to make it seem like he was at more of a disadvantage and look what I've been able to do with myself. I'm so admirable. And it's odd because it sounds like his father wasn't art like, an mm. asshole. That's enough. Like, yeah, you were wealthy, but God, the emotional abuse you suffered. Like, mm. you did overcome something. Yeah. Not enough. No. Needed to build up from nothing. Um, Feels so, a bit Prince Harry. Um, oh, we're in breaking Just news. We're going to be talking about Prince Harry. We will, yeah, but like, <laughs> when we unpack it, we'll talk about, you know, the constant references to our IKEA furniture yes. and me having to shop during mm. sales once a year. Oh, I've got yeah, thoughts, so, Jacob. Yeah. I've got the thoughts. <laughs> Stay tuned. This is why listeners. breaking news needs to be a different episode this year because mm. we've got all the thoughts. Um, okay, so while at university, um, that he's just paying for magically through parties. Elon does two internships at Silicon Valley, like the city of internet startups. Mm. Internships aren't paid, so who do you reckon paid for him Well, to live while he was there? Like, maybe the emerald mine, mm-hmm. daddy. But mm, uh, none of my business. And when he graduated in 1997, so he was 26, he was going to go to Stanford, mm. I guess to do like postgrad or something, but he decided to turn Stanford down and head to Silicon Valley to try and start his own internet startup. Mm-hmm. So Elon and his brother Kimball start a website called Zip2, which is kind of an online directory of maps and ads for businesses. So the kind of stuff that back then you would find in the yellow pages and the backs of newspapers, mm-hmm. like putting it all in an online directory. Like, so you live in San Francisco and you need a plumber, you Mm -hmm. go to this directory and find a plumber and then it also gives you a map. Like, it's a smart idea. Mm -hmm. It's a smart idea. But there were also a gazillion other people with that exact idea at that time. Everyone was like, how do we put the yellow pages on the internet? It was Mm -hmm. one of the first things people started thinking of. Mm -hmm. Um, But still smart. Like, I don't don't think Elon is an idiot. He's an extremely smart man. Mm -hmm. Like, he was the one coding the whole thing, building the website. He knows how to do that. Um... Oh, and just a little note here. He and his brother started the business with seed money from daddy. From daddy. From daddy. From daddy. (laughs) That daddy didn't pay people to dig out of the ground. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm. (laughs) Anyway, good idea. But like I said, a very popular idea. So a bunch of bigger companies um, were trying to buy them out, kind of like how 
the last year, you've seen a bunch of small random food delivery services pop up and then Uber Eats and Deliveroo are like, here's a million dollars, go away. That's kind of what happened to them. So they're too small for their website to become the most successful one, but they're big enough for other companies to want to just give them some money to get rid of them. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm kind of downplaying that because this number will surprise you. They eventually get bought for $307 million <gasps> by Compaq. <gasps> yeah, because they had a big, they had built up a big customer base, which is very valuable. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, and Elon's share of that money is $22 million. Uh-huh. So to be fair, he has now made his own money. Mm-hmm. And I am assuming from this point on, he is paying his own way. Mm-hmm. See, I am fair. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, you know, turning your dad's, I think his dad gave them a few hundred grand. So turning that into 22 million for yourself, mm-hmm. not bad. That's, they did get other investors as well, but, you know, this is just the gist. I'm yep. not, who cares? Um, money. No, thanks. Mm-hmm. I don't understand it. That's why I don't have any. <laughs> um, so here's where things get dicey again. According to the Elon myth mm-hmm. about his genius rags to Rich's tail, he uses the money he got from selling Zip2, the $22 million, to invent and found PayPal. Mm-hmm. And so there's this legend about him that, like, he's a genius. He invented PayPal. Mm-hmm. And then they say that he sold PayPal and used the money from that to invent and found electric car company Tesla. And everyone's like, he's so innovative and amazing. No, no. No, 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 no. Mm-hmm. No, no. So Elon does use his money to start an email payment company called X.com. Mm-hmm. So his idea is to transfer money via, like, email codes. Mm-hmm. He's not great at running the company, and the idea is not that great. Um, so investors in the company vote to have him ousted as CEO uh-huh. of his own company because <laughs> he's really bad at it. Uh-huh. And like with his last idea, it was the right idea but a lot of people were also already doing it, mm-hmm. including a company who owned a little transferring service that they called PayPal. Mm-hmm. So the investors in the company ousted Elon and then decided, let's merge with this other bigger company and we'll just merge x.com and PayPal together and we'll make it PayPal. Mm-hmm. And so they do that and Elon's like, I'll only agree to the merger because he still, like, has controlling shares if they agree to let me be the CEO of the new big company. Mm -hmm. And they were like, ugh, fine. And he does it. And, again, it's a total disaster. He's not good at it. His ideas are shit. And PayPal was really failing under him and, like, to the point where he was voted out again as CEO. And there are people who say that if he had stayed in the role, PayPal would have only lasted another six months. Yeah, not great at it. And he came on board as a Johnny-come-lately. Yes. And I was like, I'm the best person to run this yes. show. He did not invent PayPal. Yep, he okay. came into PayPal that already existed, only agreed to merge the company if they would make him the boss. Mm-hmm. He becomes the boss and he's bad at it. <laughs> so they vote him out and they say, yeah, it, w- it was literally going to die in six months if we didn't get rid of him. So under the new C- CEO, PayPal thrives, becomes... Mm. PayPal, um, like it is today. It, um, it's this behemoth and it gets sold to eBay in 2002 for $1.5 billion uh-huh. because of what the people built after he left. Mm-hmm. But Elon still had his shares in the company. Mm-hmm. So of that $1.5 billion, he gets $175 million. Uh-huh. So at this point, he is basically someone who was born rich grew up incredibly privileged and financially supported and then just kind of fell upwards into money mm-hmm. twice. Yeah. He's literally failed upwards twice. Uh-huh. You have got to watch The Glass Onion. Oh, okay, 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 <laughs> oh, I can't okay. believe I've seen something you haven't seen. <laughs> actually, that's something Caleb actually wants to watch, so we might watch that together. It's yeah. very good. Okay. It's worth two watches, actually. Okay. And like I said, I'm not saying he wasn't smart. He mm. was smart. Like, he knew how to build these websites and stuff, but it seems like... He knew how to do stuff everybody in Silicon Valley knows how. I don't know how to do that stuff. Mm. I wish I could code and be like the girl with the dragon tattoo and do stuff. I don't know. I got my Instagram and I only watch videos on TikTok because I don't know how to post them. (laughs) So he's smart. Um, 
But I think he's just like a lot of people in Silicon Valley at this point. But now he has a fun amount of money to play with. Mm-hmm. He's got $175 million. Mm-hmm. So this is where he starts his Tony Stark Iron Man era. Mm-hmm. So he has a lot of companies and ventures, a whole lot of stuff, but this is just the gist. I'm not going to go into all of them. It's boring. I'll tell you the main ones. It's the space and the cars. Mm-hmm. That's what people know. That's what they want to know about. Elon has always had an interest in figuring out how to make the Earth a more sustainable place, he says. Mm-hmm. Um but also interplanetary travel as an option if the Earth eventually does shit itself, like moving us to somewhere else. Mm -hmm. So he wants to do space and he wants to do electric cars. Um, And I suspect, despite the genius myth, he's not really smart enough to invent an electric car by himself. And I suspect Elon knows this too. So he meets with two incredibly brilliant engineers called Martin and Mark who have founded a company called Tesla. Mm -hmm and who are designing electric vehicles. They have had rounds of funding. They've got investors. They're a legit company. They've started designing the car. It's well underway. Elon invests $6.5 million in Tesla, the company. Mm -hmm. That is more money than anyone else has invested. So in exchange for that, they make him chairman of the board, which is often a role given to really big investors in return for their money. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like, it's often a name-only role, Um, it's not involved into the day-to-day running of the company, but they do have some sway Mm -hmm. because, you know, they invested a lot of money. According to Martin and Mark, he would, you know, have input on ideas and designs, um, but they were the ones doing the Mm nitty-gritty. They are the engineers building cars and designing cars and Mm -hmm. inventing electric cars. Mm -hmm. And I get the feeling he, Elon just kind of, wants to be Elizabeth Holmesy, Like, he wants to come in with big ideas and then just say to the workers, okay, now make that happen. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So they're like, great, look, we have the smarts, you have the money, this is perfect, thanks. So they go off, they invent, design, they build the Tesla. Mm-hmm. And its launch is huge news. It's marketed really well. They kind of make it, like, there's a lot of electric cars at this time. A lot of people think Tesla was the first one. Everyone was already making electric cars, but they did this smart thing where they made it the cool one. Mm. Like when nobody wanted a shitty MP3 player, they wanted an iPod. Yeah. That's, it was kind of like that. It Mm -hmm. was like you wanted a Tesla. It was cool. It was sexy. It was cool. It's exciting. It's innovative. And Martin and Mark start getting, like, written up in a lot of news, like their possible new Steve Jobs types, mm. um, they're visionaries, there's lots of excited press. And then they have a profile written about them as founders and creators and inventors of Tesla in the New York Times, in which Elon isn't mentioned at all, and he loses it. <laughs> he loses it. The emails are online if you want to Google them. They've been oh. leaked. <gasps> He's a big baby. Um, He talks to the PR people and he says, um, like, there is to be no more press that doesn't involve him. Like, he is not being given enough credit for Mm. his part in, like, I've been in meetings. I've helped. Um, He demands that (laughs) the PR company working with them um, tells the New York Times they want them to print a correction saying they forgot to mention that he was also (gasps) a founder and creator. And, like, he wants that press attention. He wants to be the new cool kid everyone's talking about. And he's like, I paid the money. I bought this. So gimme, oh. gimme, why are you guys the cool kids and not me? He's jealous as F. Thought his money was going to buy him the credit and yeah. the cred. Oh. Uh-huh. <laughs> but it kind of did in a way because people do think he invented Tesla. I now. assumed like, he did, yeah. yeah. So Martin and Mark are like, you you didn't though. Mm. Like you aren't a founder. Like why do you want to, like you're an, you're one of the, you the biggest uh, one of the earliest and the biggest investors you've helped along the way, is that not enough? Mm-hmm. Like, why do you have to call yourself the inventor and founder? Um, he's like, nah. He rallies the votes of everyone on the board and as the chairman of the board, he kind of has some sway there. And at the next board meeting, he has Martin and Mark booted from their own company. Uh-huh. He... Um, <laughs> in the financial settlement with them, because obviously he has to pay them to leave, like Mm -hmm. buy them out, he will only agree to buy them out and give them the money they want and deserve if they sign an agreement 
that says on all past and future documents he will be referred to as a co-founder <gasps> of Tesla. Oh, what a baby. He bought it. He bought it. He bought it. <gasps> he didn't invent shit. And do all the fanboys just overlook this? I don't know or because it's not a secret. It? It's not a secret. But they kind of, I guess they come down on his side like Mark and Martin aren't being honest about how much he did or whatever. But I've watched interviews with them and they're just these two nice engineer guys who were like, we don't understand why he was like this. Mm. (laughs) Wow. They're just normal dudes. And so they're just like, whatever, man, take it, take it. So Musk makes himself CEO a title he eventually renames Techno King. Oh, God. (laughs) No. And he sets about building the myth of himself as a technology-inventing cult of the CEO genius. He, like, does it. He he really kind of savvily does it. Mm. It was intentional. So during this time, he also spends a lot of his money on the cool space stuff. Mm-hmm. He decides that he wants to invest in developing space travel, um, which he says is about, you know, saving the planet by hopefully removing some of the population from the planet to other planets when that's possible. But also, like I said, if the planet shits itself, we can get out of here. Mm-hmm. Um, but also space travel, commercial space travel, is an enormous commercial possibility. Mm-hmm. So while he says it's about saving the planet, Please. Mm-hmm. He's already floated, like, selling certain parts of space and people are pe- going to pay him gazillions to go put their satellites up there. And he's probably placing satellites for North Korea, like, right above, you know, mm. China. Like, he's whatever. He's it's, there's, it's not as noble as... Oh, completely. I mean, this guy's already like, shown us who he monetizing is. Monetizing space is a big thing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And then ultimately, like, all he seems to care about really is his personal brand and he wants his personal brand to be the biggest thinker. The biggest Talking thinker. about us becoming an interplanetary species. Like, Spe- how yeah. do you go any bigger than that? Because of him. Mm. So, um, he, is, yeah, he starts investing in and developing in space travel um, and he founds a company, actually did found this one, uh-huh. SpaceX. Uh-huh. Um, and then he sets about kind of Elizabeth Holmesing again. Like, it's been said that he would just make big, fantastical promises about what could be delivered, mm. and he would promise that to investors, no idea if it was possible, no idea if it could happen. Mm-hmm. And then he'd just say to his workers, like, okay, so we've got a timeline on this. Let's go. Mm-hmm. And I got Lindsay to pull a clip for you to listen because it reminds me a lot of the flying cars analogy that I did in the Elizabeth Holmes episode. Mm-hmm. So I want, I'm going to get her to play it now. It's like if I went to you and I was like, Jacob, I have an idea to make a flying car <laughs> and all I need to make that idea a reality is lots and lots of money. So mm-hmm. can you just give me the money and I promise you in five years I will have made a flying car. Mm-hmm. But don't ask me any questions about how I'm going to do it. I just promise I can do it. This is what he's, he is literally doing this. To the, <laughs> he's literally making flying cars. He's making rockets. Mm-hmm. And he, this is what he's doing. And a lot of people have said this. He is notorious for doing big investing rounds and getting so much money from people based on these huge promises he makes. And he misses them. Mm. He misses deadlines. He misses meeting the deadlines that he promises. But it's kind of gotten to a point where it's too big to fail. There's too much money in it. Mm. And I guess, unlike Elizabeth Holmes, he didn't stupidly put, like people's lives on the line. This is like mm. a different thing. But he is doing the same thing she did. He's just kind of constantly just outrunning getting in trouble. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Um, is that what everyone in Silicon Valley is doing though? Kind of. Because it seems to be a theme across a few it, different stories. It's, it's just what Silicon Valley is. Mm. Like truly, it's just what it is. And that's why a lot of people have had uh, like arguments and talks about like why is it that the only person who ever gets busted for it is the woman But then it's also like, yeah, but she was dumb enough to make her product based around people's healthcare. Something that could risk lives. Yeah, Yeah. like so. Come on, like Mm. she was an idiot and a psychopath. Um, (laughs) Oh, did you know that she? They have proof that she tried to escape to Mexico. To Mexico. Yeah, we're going to talk about it. Yes. Uh, (laughs) um, So, 
Um, that's basically what he's doing. Like, he would make all these huge promises and then nothing would really happen, but just enough would happen. He actually got described by this one guy in an um, interview, and obviously we always put all the resources in the show notes. Um, he's basically the monorail guy from The Simpsons. He uh, comes into town, he promises this stuff, uh-huh. and then he's just, you know, out of there before it happens. Yeah. Um, he did also, though, to be fair, I'll give him this, invest a lot of his own money in SpaceX, like a lot. Mm-hmm. He says he could barely afford to eat because every <laughs> last dollar went into making rockets and, like, again, that's being very smart with the press. I'm sure he could eat. Mm-hmm. Um, they build a few rockets that blow up, mm-hmm. so they're not getting it right. But then the f- I think it was the fourth one they built works. It does a trip into space and it comes back and here's the nutso thing, and this is why I say it's probably now too big to fail. Because he builds a rocket that works and he's got all this investment from people, the US government then start giving him heaps of money. Like they become investors so that rather than US agency NASA developing rockets, they're now just paying billions to Elon to build rockets for NASA. Uh-huh. But he's profiting off it. Yeah. And he like hasn't really proven that he can even really do that much yet. Like, he's missed all these deadlines and he's, like, shot one thing into the air that kind of went up and came one back. One four, yeah. Quarter success rate. <laughs> but that's a very US thing, right? They love privatising things that yeah. used to be owned by the government. And what time... And look, it- I will say, NASA's not a perfect organisation and, you know, has it's been argued they, they've wasted money and, and not been great at what they do, whatever. But, yeah. And what time period was this, roughly? Uh, like, recently, like the last decade. Uh, this is in the last, when did he start SpaceX? Like, 2004 or something. It's so about the last 20 years. Okay, so like either Obama or Trump administration. Obama loved him. Oh. Obama, we'll get to like, this is this is when he was at his most popular. He was like, God the man Lord. paying his own money to build us rockets. Like, they called him the good billionaire. He was the good billionaire. Oh, wow. He was the one saving us and he was so brilliant and how lucky are we. Like, that was the attitude around him. I'd so, love to know how big his PR team is. They're good. Yeah. But he's also good. Mm. So, um, yeah, like I said, he understood the cult of the CEO, but more than understanding it, like, he wanted to be it. And I don't think he entirely wanted to be a cult-level CEO in that his companies were successful. I truly do think it has a lot to do with just being the cool kid. He loves being admired. Like, he got hair plugs. He, like, started working out. He became kind of a celebrity fixture. Obama's obsessed. He was, Mm -hmm. like, a darling of, like, the progressive left. Mm -hmm. Um, He dumped his first wife, who he'd been with, like, since college. By the way, he has 10 kids. No time to get into it. We'll mention it a bit at the end, but... 10. Over this time, he has 10 kids. Uh-huh. <laughs> Over the course of all of this. Um, he starts dating a hot young actress. Like, he does, like, all the press he can do. He really leans into the Tony Stark comparisons. Like, mm. he loves that. But inside, he's just a massive dweeb. And you can tell when you see interviews with him. Mm. Like, he is... To be honest, I don't think I'd ever really heard him talk or seen him talk for an extended period until I researched this. And mm. I was like, you're such a dweeb. And there's nothing wrong with that. I'm a big dweeb. But he's so awkward. Yeah. And he kind of talks, well, you know, uh, the thing about the rocket is uh, we got to shoot it this way and the physics of it's quite uh, difficult. Like he, he's very awkward. Uh-huh. Um, I fucking listened to that whole Joe Rogan interview he did that lasted like three hours and it was torture. And he's just like, he seems like this dweeb who's excited to be at the cool kids table at lunch the whole time. Right. Um, His wife, Tallulah Riley, that young hot actress, says that like on their first date, he asked her to his apartment at the end because he wanted to show her something. And she was like, oh yeah, okay. And she goes up and he literally does want to just show her a bunch of pickets, uh, pictures of spaceships on his laptop. And he's, like, taking her through and showing it. And she's like, oh. I thought that was a euphemism for something. Yeah. yeah. No, truly. He showed her literal <laughs> rockets, not the one in his pocket. <laughs> um, so in the mid-2000s, 
2000 teens, his legend is at its peak. Mm -hmm. This is when Obama talked about him in his uh, uh, commencement speech, like in, uh, or his like leaving speech. I don't know, at some point, Mm -hmm. you know, the timing, just the gist. Um, people thought of him as like this superhero genius. He was very close to becoming the richest man in the world at that point, but also he wanted to save the world. Mm -hmm. And, um, never mind, you know, he refuses to pay his factory workers a living wage and fires them if they try to unionize and all that kind of stuff. Flies around on private jets. Oh yeah. I find often like the Hollywood sort of progressive elite get really stuck on like, Mm. You recycle and you drive this Tesla, but also I have a private jet and mm-hmm. I don't care that he doesn't pay his factory workers. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, it was at this time, according to tech journalist Kara uh, Swisher, I think is how you pronounce it. She's on the podcast Pivot. Kara Swisher. I listen Swisher? to her sometimes. Swisher. Yeah. So I listened to this episode. She has been interviewing him from the very start as a tech mm. reporter, like literally back when he was 26 in Silicon Valley with the first company. Mm -hmm. So she's known him for a long, long time. And a lot of people have actually even said that she's been too soft on him because she, um, like, she has always really said she admires whatever his motivations are in terms of investing in electric cars and space travel. It's important for someone to invest in those things. And Mm -hmm. she's glad that he's willing to do it. And she thinks he's innovative in the way he thinks about things. Like, she always, like, really gives him the benefit of the doubt. Mm -hmm. She said it's around this time that uh, 2016, 17, 18, that he had always had an ego, but he really started to believe his own hype. Uh Like um, the sad little part of him that always wanted to be the coolest, most popular kid in town really got lost forever at this time in what she calls the cashmere bubble. So he's got so Mm -hmm. much money he is just surrounded in this bubble by rich, mm-hmm. like by staff and yes men, yep. basically people who he pays to be around him. Mm-hmm. Um, and and so they just lose all perspective because everybody tells them they're brilliant and he's been like selling this story that he's brilliant and he suddenly switches to where he starts to believe it, kind of like Kanye West and to a lesser extent, I think Madonna a little. Mm are just in this bubble where they... Oh, they're not coming up against any friction. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Everything's just smoothed out for them along the way. Exactly. But, I mean, to me, I can (laughs) see that in the early days when he's trying to rewrite history and say that he founded Tesla. I'm sure, I'm sure. But I think this is the point where he started to believe that was true. He's been building to it, building to it, building to it, building to it. This is the peak of Elon Musk legend. Mm. So this would be the point where he starts going, I am a legend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So uh, Kara basically says that, like, this was the time when his ego got out of control and his desire to be seen as the coolest kid finally pivoted into him actually believing he was the coolest kid. Mm -hmm. Um, So he gets really prolific on Twitter Um. around this time. He had been since Twitter started, but it just kind of starts to blow up around 2016. He had thoughts on the election. That's Mm -hmm. when Trump came in, all that kind of stuff. Um, It makes perfect sense considering how desperate he is for validation. He can get instant validation, put something out there into the universe, and then all of a sudden millions of people responding. Same as Trump. Whether it's positive or negative, he's getting attention. And yes, very Trumpian. Same as Trump. And also, like I said, when you see him in interviews and he's so awkward and I think he loves Twitter as well because he gets to be the persona that he struggles to be in real Mm. life. He comes across like there's no awkwardness to him on Twitter. I mean... Maybe there is, but he just seems like there's all this bravado and, like, confidence and Mm. it's not at all how he presents in person, his Twitter persona. Yeah, he can do a bit of a sassy clap back on someone once he's had 12 minutes to think about it, but he'd never be able to do it (laughs) in the heat of the moment, yeah. So cracks start to form in his legend myth at this time. It Mm. starts to kind of break down. He debuts a new Tesla with unbreakable (laughs) windows... And to demonstrate uh-huh. that in front of thousands of people, he throws a rock at the window, which immediately breaks. <laughs> <laughs> Can I watch that now on a video? Sure. <laughs> what should I Google? Um, 
it'd just be like Elon Musk, Tesla, <laughs> window breaking. You know why this is? Because he would have been in a room with 20 people who were too scared to tell him that it didn't work. And he would have been like, it works, right? And they would have been like, okay. He's Michael Scott. Yeah. He's Michael Scott. That's who I've been thinking he's about this all, entire time. He's Homer Simpson's brother in that episode where he lets Homer design a car. Look at the way he walks with that swagger. Know, he's so proud. Yeah. <laughs> is it a rock or is it a bat? I can't remember. Uh, he throws a rock. Rock. Yeah, it's a rock. It didn't go through. It didn't go through. It didn't go through. <laughs> it smashed it, but it didn't go through. It certainly left a bullet-sized hole, though. Yes, it did. So that driver is well and truly <laughs> dead. Whether the car was in motion or not. Oh, that was delicious. I mean, that's the funny part. He also, you know, has wanted to pivot Teslas not just from being electric cars but into self-driving cars. Mm. Um, and they're killing people on the roads. They're hitting people because there's so many bugs. Like, in like Teslas, self-driving Teslas have killed many people. Are there already self-driving cars on the road? Yeah, prototypes. This is how far behind I am. Yeah. And it's already been, yeah. oh, wow. Yeah, killing people. Huh. Yeah. So, like, you Can't know. Engineering. And also the cool factor of just owning a Tesla is wearing off because they're not, like, that good. Mm. People all went out and bought the cool version of the thing and then they were like, wait, this breaks down all the time probably because the guy in charge of the company calls himself Techno King <laughs> and the Volvo one's actually way better and cheaper. Mm. Like, so it, they just start losing their cool factor as well. And he also starts to lose popularity around this time when people are just realising that he's a rich guy to who pays people to build cool shit that he dreams up in his mind, mm. but none of it gets built that well. Mm. So, like, he really wants everyone to think he's a once-in-a-lifetime genius. He's worked really hard to build that persona. He has started to believe it himself. He's started to believe he's the coolest kid in the world. You can't convince him otherwise or he'll get mad. Mm. And then people start, like, kind of trying to convince him otherwise and he starts getting really mad. So uh -huh. the first time I really remember this, an example of this, is when he blew up over the Bali cave thing. Oh, Thailand. Thailand cave mm. thing. Um, when those boys were stuck in the cave in Thailand mm. and he's up at night tweeting that, like, he just drew a pod on the napkin and, like, he's come up with the solution and he can save the kids and just let me take over the rescue effort because I've solved this. Mm. And the head caver diver guy is like, thanks so much, but... Will not work. <laughs> thanks, but no mm. thanks. Elon erupts into a tirade at this guy because he just mu must not be used to being told no mm. anymore. And the tirade ends with him calling this guy a pedophile. Mm. He's like, you're in Thailand trying to save little kids. Why is that? Oh, he's like, but God. you just offered to also yeah. do that. <laughs> like, he's just... And then he gets annoyed um, that people call him out for not giving more of his multi-hundred billion dollar fortune to charity. So he says, fine, if the UN tell me an exact number it will take to solve world hunger and how to do it, then I'll pay it. I'll pay it. Mm. And they go, great, here's how to do it and it'll cost $6 billion. And he's like, oh, no. He just doesn't <laughs> want to. No, that's okay. Um, He's also, oh like, annoyingly denying his wealth at this time. So this is when he's talking about how, like, he barely has money to eat. Like, all my money's in stocks. I'm kind of cash poor. Like, mm. you, did you know that actually I'm homeless? <laughs> I sold all my properties. I don't even have a home. I sold my I don't own have children. a permanent residence because possessions don't mean anything to me. And people are like, if that is true, like, why are you letting your companies do everything they can to avoid paying tax? Like, bro, we don't mm. care if you live in a mansion, just pay tax in the town where you're exploiting workers. Mm. And then, of course, as a lot of people did in this 2016, 2017, building up to 2020 election time, mm. he starts going down Twitter and internet rabbit holes. Mm -hmm. Um it might have started, I don't think it started with COVID. It got bad with COVID. Uh -huh. um, he didn't believe COVID was that bad, but mainly because he just wanted his workers to keep working. He was annoyed uh. that people had to stay home. So for him, it was a money issue. Right. Um, but he starts getting 
very um, like the government interferes too much in our lives. Mm. You know how that starts at that point. And it's like, sure, it's fair to debate that um, there's a role for smaller government. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about it intelligently. No, but then it just goes as it always does on and the now internet. we're calling each other pedophiles. Exactly. Yeah. So he says some really, he starts tweeting really horrible stuff about trans people. He gets really annoyed by identity politics and people forcing him to remember pronouns and stuff, which mm. is awful because one of his children is trans. One of his 10 children are trans. Well, he's never met them, so he wouldn't know. <laughs> she's um, written, she's cut off contact with him. Mm -hmm. um, he starts getting really weird and angry about cancel culture um, and people being censored and free speech. But as always with these people, it's not that he believes in total free speech. It's that he just wants to be able to say what he wants about trans people and mm. gay people and, and, and racist things and bigoted things and not get in trouble. Yeah. That's what he wants. Plus he's realising the more controversial things he says, the more attention he gets and ah, that's all he wants, Well, right? yes, you make a good point there because he goes on Joe Rogan at this time and does that famous interview where he like nerdily, uncomfortably smokes a joint. Um, <laughs> but I think you're right. This is when Elon realises he has lost the cool factor that he had mm. with Obama mm -hmm. Hollywood. Yep, yep. He had that briefly, but now... You know who thinks he's the coolest kid? All the cancel culture people, mm. all the Joe Rogan listeners, all the men's rightsy, trolly, anti-government, turf, sovereign citizen mm. nonsense people on the internet. Mm -hmm. So he lost favour over there. All he cares about is being admired and cool. So he just takes it where it's offered over there. Mm -hmm. So he starts kind of being the king to all these nerdy other people boys at home in their basements wishing they were cool kids too and seeing that he's done it. King of the a lot of them say, and I don't agree with these terms, mm. but a lot of them say he proves that you can go from a beta to an alpha, you know, in the way they believe masculinity uh, works. Yep. That's what a lot of them think about him. So he's a hero to them and he leans into it. Uh -huh. And this brings us to the Twitter thing. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people know that the Twitter thing, there's been some controversy with him and Twitter. I'm not going to go, this is just the gist. I'm not, it is so complex and dumb. Mm. But I'll just tell you, basically, he loves Twitter. He's on it all the time because I think it's the place he feels the coolest. Mm. And then, and like you said, where he gets like instant gratification and admiration. Mm. And then he gets get caught up in all the free speech stuff and all of that cancer culture stuff. And um, then all the frat bro fans keep saying, like, buy it, Elon, buy it, like, buy Twitter. Mm. He starts getting annoyed that, like, you know, around the election of Trump, like, uh, COVID misinformation is getting deleted off Twitter when it mm. comes up or, like, bigoted stuff about immigration is getting deleted when it comes up. And he's like, that's not fair. Like, you know, people like Jordan Peterson get banned from Twitter. He's like, <clears throat> mm. no censorship. And so he puts a poll up on Twitter basically saying, do you think free speech is important on Twitter? Mm -hmm. And then underneath that he tweets, please note, the results of this poll will be very important. Mm -hmm. And the CEO of Twitter responds to that tweet going, no, they won't. <laughs> <laughs> and Elon cannot handle that. <gasps> the embarrassment <laughs> on that level. Yeah. He, it, it, out of everything I've just told you is leading to this moment he about him so and his life wounded. and who he is and what yeah. he's done and mm -hmm. what's important to him and what he's built about his persona. He does that on this na international platform <laughs> and the CEO of Twitter is like, no, darling. He cannot handle it. The mm. public burn. He is a precious genius, don't mm. you know? He's so bruised by this, his ego, that he makes a deal to buy Twitter. And then he's like, guess the results of my poll will be important now. Like he literally, <laughs> that is how petty it was. But then he panics because he's like, I made an agreement to buy Twitter for $44 billion uh. and he doesn't really have the cash to pay that. He doesn't have the cash on hand. The way rich people work it's all, it's in stocks and it's in this and it's mm -hmm. in that. Just $44 billion cash he doesn't just have sitting there. Mm -hmm. So he has to take out 
loans to pay it because um, he go he says to Twitter, I changed my mind, don't want to do it. And they're like, no, F you. They take him to court and they make him go through with the deal that he agreed to. So he has to buy Twitter. He tried to get out of it. Uh-huh. He has to buy Twitter. And the loan he took out to pay for Twitter, he, I, I don't know the numbers. I, I saw it in some interview. It's just the interest on the loan is more than a billion dollars a year. <gasps> so, like, that's why when he went into Twitter, he panicked because he just tried to cut costs mm. because he's like, oh, Twitter was run so badly, it's hemorrhaging money. It's like, no, no, you're hemorrhaging money mm. because you threw a tanty and were got embarrassed and then bought it so you could clap back at someone, you idiot. So, you know, what you think will happen happens. He thinks he's a genius. He goes in, he fires everyone, and then he's like, oh, wait, I think I need, like, the people with the logins and stuff. So then he has to, like, beg some people to come back because he he literally fired everyone. He fired, like, the offices were dirty for weeks because he, he stopped paying the cleaning company. Like, he stopped paying, like, he just, he just stopped paying for things, fired everyone. Like, there was literally a point where he's emailing people asking if anyone who knows how to program, please run up to my office right now. Like, he's basically just running this thing from his laptop in an office. Like, he went in and fired everyone and then was like, oh, shit. And then he did this thing with blue ticks, which is like... That I've heard about. This is the thing that everyone's heard about. Like, so blue ticks are basically a thing that verifies who you are on Twitter. Mm. So if you see Rosie Borderland on Twitter and there's a blue tick next to it, you know that it's me. Mm. And Twitter had a really strict process of approving blue ticks for people so they would know that it is you. Mm. And if you saw, like, if I saw Jacob Stanley and had a blue tick next to it and you're a media personality, which you Mm. kind of are now, Mm. um, if you started tweeting, like, ridiculously offensive stuff and it didn't have a blue tick to it, I'd be like, oh, that's a fake account. Mm. You know the one with the blue tick is the person. And that's really important when you think about uh, Twitter's role in the news cycle mm. in the world. Like it, it helps for news and to verify that mm. you're getting information from the right company, person, whatever. Um, and he's just like, blue ticks are lame because it's like exclusive and and it's like a popularity contest. So now I'm just saying if you pay $8, you can have a blue tick. And everyone knows he did it for like a desperate money grab, but only like I think like a couple million people paid for them, but it only made him like... um, like a few million dollars. Like yeah. it didn't. he didn't make much. Mm. And most of the people who paid for the blue tick didn't do it because they were like, ooh, a blue tick special. They did it because they wanted to take the piss. Like they were buying blue ticks and putting it next to the name of companies and then tweeting out stuff yep. that confused people. Like mm. the most famous one was someone bought a blue tick for an account called Eli Lilly, which is a pharmaceutical company in the US. Mm-hmm. And they tweeted, we are now, from this day forward in the US, we are making all diabetes medication free. Mm-hmm. Like all, what do you call it? Um, insulin. insulin. Mm. And everyone was like, oh my God. And it was smart because it forced Eli Lilly to go, no, we're not. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Fake news. Sorry, we'll still be charging we'll you. We'll still be. Actually, prices are going up. Yeah, yeah, we'll still be charging you like exorbitant prices mm. just so you can stay alive. <laughs> Sorry. And so a lot of funny stuff like that started happening. Yeah. And then a lot of people started blue ticking ones called Elon Musk uh-huh. and tweeting stuff. <laughs> and when, the funny thing was when he bought Twitter, one of the first things he tweeted was comedies back on Twitter. Oh, oh Kind of like to be to like, be funny, isn't he? people can make trans jokes again. And then people started tweeting all these jokes about him mm. under his name or as him with these blue ticks that he let them buy so everybody couldn't tell if he was saying this stupid stuff or not. And then he was like, from now on, there's a rule. Your tweet will be deleted unless you write satire at the start of the tweet. And it's like, oh, yeah, comedy's back. Yeah. Comedy's back, isn't it? Loves comedy unless they're making fun of him. I'm picturing him sitting at his little laptop just blocking, 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 blocking. blocking oh, people. he would. People would, like, people would tweet him, like, my Tesla has broken down five times. I can't get through to the company. What the hell? These cars suck. He'd block them. Mm. People would go, what are you doing with Twitter? This is so unfair. Block them. Like, 
I hate, and even reasonable ones, people would be like, I understand that you wanted to come in and, and make free speech more democratic and that's an important conversation to have, but I really think this has been mis- blocked. <laughs> I don't want to hear your conversation about yeah. free speech. Yeah. Shut up. <laughs> exactly. But then what he does do, invites back Donald Trump because Donald Trump had been banned, which was this, like, war on free mm. speech, invites him back. Donald Trump says no. <laughs> Even Trump. Even Trump, he was like, nah. Oh. So, um, yeah. he He's a full pariah now. That's where he's at. That's how he got from the start to where he is now. That's his story. He's in the news this week um, because, again, trying to be funny, trying to be a cool kid, a few years ago, um, before all this Twitter stuff, he tweeted, um, I think I'm going to take Tesla private and I'll sell the stocks at 420 a share, which he did because 420 marijuana. Oh, weed reference. Oh, weed, very clever, Weed Elon. reference. What a cool but guy But when he did are. that, the stock price went nuts and he, like, became instantly gazillions of dollars richer. Mm. And everyone's saying, like, you did that on purpose. Like, you're manipulating the stock price by things you... A a CEO, a chairman of a company Mm. cannot publicly give out information about possible buyouts and things. Like, you can't do that. That's illegal. Yeah. And so he, like, copped a fine at the time and I think it was a tricky position for him to be in because he didn't want to admit that he had done it um, to be dodgy and boost the stock price, but he also didn't want to admit that it was like, because <laughs> I thought 420 was funny. <laughs> so he kind of just, he's like, there was a sale in the works. I was just, it was true. They don't think it was true. So he's been in the news this week because he's been in court this week about that tweet. Right. About the 420 joke. So that's kind of why he's in the news right now. And, um, yeah, what I wanted to end on mm. was the 10 kids. Um and it's odd because he, he yeah, over the years had his college wife, then he married this Tallulah Riley girl. Mm. They got divorced and then they got married again. And then he's just had children with, like, a few women in his company mm-hmm. and stuff. So he's got 10 children all together. Um, and, you know, called uh, a couple with Grimes called AX-Gazadriel mm. Zebra, yeah. whatever, mm. hashtag poop emoji. And, um, <laughs> and he has said... Despite the fact that he thinks, like, you know, the world is under-resourced and we need to, like, slow things down and climate change is dangerous and um, uh, we need to figure out how to utilise the planet without, um, like, just using up all its resources Mm. and we need to think about going to other planets because there's just too many of us. He has said that he thinks it's really important that his particular sperm <gasps> no. populates no. as much as possible. No. So, Elon, for whatever will happen from now until who knows what comes next, is trying as hard as he can to just spray those babies, oh. those precious Elon spermy babies everywhere. Because <laughs> it's not good for other people to overpopulate, not the paws. No, 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 no. Not the plebs. No, no, no. But the special, precious, genius boy sperm. Oh, yes. He's a special, he's a special, special boy. And he needs to give us the gift of as wow. many half little hymns as possible. He is the ultimate straight white man. Mm. Wow. So that is just the gist of Elon Musk. He's even worse than I'd imagine. Yeah. That's just monstrous. And that is really just the gist. Like, I left out a lot. Yeah. Those are the main bits, the juicy bits. There's a lot of juicy bits. From here, if we want more, are there like good docos or books or where should we go? Um, I'll put all the resources in the show notes. Um. I, I didn't really get into any books because, like I said at the start, they are either sycophantic or completely um, like he is evil, he's mm. the devil. And I'm like, neither of those things are going to be helpful. Like, So I just sort of looked for things that gave me a timeline of his life and then I, you know, 
I read a lot of articles and I listened to a few podcasts and I, I really recommend the episode, the interview with um, Cara Swisher, Swisher. Swisher. Mm. Um, because she, I think, has a really balanced um, take on where he's at from someone who genuinely did think he was an important innovator to mm. now she's like, just stop. Mm. <laughs> just please just stop. And she would know from what I don't know a lot about her, but mm. she's like the tech reporter yeah. in mm-hmm. the world. Yeah. The way I got turned on to her was actually Monica Lewinsky. Mm. Um, she ah, interviewed yes. her once upon a time and I just somehow yeah. really vibed with her and her style. She's one of those really good interviewers that yeah. like she'll keep pushing, not in an antagonistic way, mm. but if, if she doesn't get the truthful answer, she'll keep asking until she gets it. And there is a few clips um, in the interview of... Uh, interviews she's done with him in mm. the past and she's such a genius mm. at getting him to so she was interviewing him at one point where he was getting a lot of flack for his posting covid conspiracy theories on twitter and mm. stuff about not believing vaccines and not believing covid and stuff and she brought up covid and he was like if you want to talk about that I'm, why am i doing why am i a little spanish <laughs> you lady went I went <laughs> wait let me do my south african if south africa if you want to talk about... No, I can't do it. I'll just do it as Ilaria. If you want to talk about that, I'm leaving the interview. Why is my Ilaria like a, the Spanish flea from the Mortinats? Like, I'm rusty. I've been away a while. Uh, although I do a better Spanish accent than Ilaria. <laughs> That's a breaking news too. I um, so he says, and he says to her, no, I'm not. If you want to talk about COVID, I'm, I'm leaving the interview. And she does this genius thing where she goes, okay, okay. And you can tell she kind of panics for a second, like he's going to walk out. And then she goes, look, I don't want you to, um, if you don't want to answer, you don't have to look. But you have been really great at, and I've always admired in you that you um, come into situations and really think about new ways of approaching them mm. and you always seem really like keen to explain why you've gone a certain route when everybody told you it wouldn't work and then it did. Mm. So I just thought maybe you might you might want to mm. take that opportunity here and that just like you can tell she understood his ego and mm. so then he started talking about covid like mm. it's it's a really good podcast episode. So I got a lot from that interview with her. Um, and he's not talking to her anymore, by the way. He mm. emailed her and called her an asshole, and they haven't talked in like a year. <laughs> um, yeah. How so, old did you say? He's 51. He's 51. <sighs> and then there's a, um, a documentary called Elon Musk Superhero or Supervillain. And there's a. He new would love that, sh- by the way, yeah. that he's got that comic of book course. character status. And there's a new show that came out called The Elon Musk Show. Um, yeah, but it's just really hard. And I also just did watch a lot of those, he's the devil mm. and here's why YouTube videos. But then I also watched a lot of, here's why he's the best genius since Einstein. Mm. Like, you kind of have to, this is one where there's not a lot of neutral ground, mm. it's tricky. Um, so I'll put the best bits in the show notes, but yeah. <sighs> Thank you so much for that. Oh my God, it just like feels really nice to come back in and my first episode back is like a why are men. Yeah, very much so. Yeah. I love just... that you've waited till the end of the episode to drop that. Yeah. <laughs> I was expecting you to let it Gender go. dynamics. Yeah. Uh, why back. are men. Um, what are some other catchphrases we have? Uh, Exclamation pork. Exclamation pork. <laughs> and look, I was really nervous about doing this because it's the first story I've done in months and months. You nailed it. A, uh, what's the, what was the other one? Oh, a turner has been corned. A turner's been corned. A turner's been corned. You did the Adele interview. I did the Adele interview. <laughs> well, <laughs> because I'm a lady. <laughs> well done, honey. That was... Yay! Delicious. Enjoyed that very, very much. Thank you. And seriously, when you watch Glass Onion, you're really <laughs> going to appreciate okay, okay, how many okay. nods there are to Elon and how ridiculous he is. Awesome. Like that character sends late night faxes with his yes. concepts, high level concepts that he just expects people to understand and mm-hmm. he truly believes that they're genius. Yeah, you're going to lap it up. And you can tell why Elizabeth Holmes is sitting there thinking, why the F did I go down for this? Mm. It's what everyone does. Mm. 
Mm. Um, you reminded me of a little story halfway through this when you were talking about Tesla. Yeah. So there was one time where I was in Orange County in the yeah. US for work and I was going to um, this cosmetic company's headquarters yeah. every day for a week. Yeah. And the guy who was like the head of the department would come and pick me up from my hotel and take me there. And the first day that he came to pick me up, I got in the car and he's like, so what do you think? And I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, what do you think of my Tesla? And I like... Mm. looked at his pants and his shoes to try to figure out what he meant. Like I thought he meant something he was wearing. And he's like, the car, the Tesla, what do you think of it? And I'm like, oh. Thought he was getting giving a flex. It's it's lovely. It's it's really lovely. <laughs> Broke down the next day. I knew it. <laughs> I knew it. And you know what else? I've been in one once and Uber picked me up and it was a Tesla and I couldn't even figure out how to open the door because oh. even the door handle is like you push it in and flick and blah, blah, blah. It's like yeah. I just want a door handle, mate. Mm-hmm. But no one said, no, Elon, no. Yeah. Day two. I, oh, man. We're sitting there on the freeway and I'm like, we could just walk. It's actually only a couple of blocks away. What? Yeah. <laughs> So embarrassing. Anyway, that was delicious. Thank She's you so much. She's And uh, breaking news also this week, two a week now. So, <gasps> hooray. See you on Thursday. Bye. Bye. You're telling a pretty good story next week. And uh, <laughs> I'm excited. <laughs> Tune in, listeners, because this is a wild, wild, wild story that happens in Queensland, Australia in yeah. 1984. And you are not going to believe the twists and turns that unfold. I'm going to give you a few words. It's the Aussie Bogan Ocean's <laughs> Eleven. That's what it is. Tune in. <laughs> You'll be upset. So when the horse arrived, two things were very obvious and deeply concerning. Firstly, bold personality looked absolutely nothing like fine <laughs> cotton whatsoever. In what sense? Different colour, <laughs> different size, different markings. It may as well have been a giraffe. Listener.